to Disintegration. <laughs> this is your host, Tim. This is Matt. And we're joined today by Fancy and Kelly. Hello. Hi. Those cookies sure are kicking fast. <laughs> oh, no. uh, no. <laughs> I, I may have had no, nine. No, you may have taken a bit longer to get to the car location. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I may have had nine cookie versions first. <laughs> Please, yeah, I'm got... about to get weird. <laughs> no. uh, those of you that don't listen very often, which includes Fancy and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> this is our podcast where we uh, go album by album through the Cures catalog. Uh, this week's album is Wild Mood Swings, but before we do that, Matt, got anything before we get going? I don't. Me neither. Let's get going. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this week, we have our match play. Title of the song, Power of Love, The Bands, Huey Lewis, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Luther Vandross. Is it Vandross or Vandross? I always heard Vandross. I have too, but I've also heard people say Vandross, yeah. but I think it's Vandross. And Jennifer Rush, Power of Love, Huey Lewis. You guys heard that, right? Yeah. It's the power of love. Any thoughts on that song? I'm not aware of what the song is. It's Maybe from, you should uh, sing more. The song from Back to the Future. Maybe you should sing more. <laughs> Make one man weep and another man and change. I really don't know that I know this song. This is the power of love. I don't know. I don't know it well enough to <laughs> yeah, sing uh, like, like a I'm going to find it, I'm sure, and play it. But we'd so have you, don't to... ever, you don't ever play the songs when you're talking about them? Mm-mm. So anybody listening is like, they I have no listen, idea what they're talking about? they got to listen on their own. They know at the end of the episode. But you, mean, you have two phones. You could play it and then talk about it. Yeah, but yeah, then, then we would. Then we have to be worried yeah, about Yeah, for copyright like, claims. Yeah, yeah. we got to worry about. I know you think like that would be a sign that you've really made it. If anybody if they actually cares. Yeah, that's true. And then about that time. the system found you. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That'd be how you know you're famous. Yeah. But no, we haven't. But we will be doing a little bit of that today. Bam. But that's our next segment. Let's get back to Huey Lewis. The, the guitars on this song are so clean throughout the like verses. Yeah. Like, there's no effects on it at all. And I don't know that I hear that very often, you know, with the music I listen to. That's fair. I already brought it up that you can't really listen to this song and not think of Back to the Future. At least I can't. No. I, I mean, I remember being on the radio, but I think I mostly know this song from Back to the Future. Yeah, that's probably where I heard it the first time, anyway. But I've also heard it in, you know, just listening to random music that shows up. I guess I don't hear him at random very often. <clears throat> uh, it's a decent song. I don't think I ever loved it. My favorite Huey Lewis song is Hip to be Square. I mean, who doesn't love Hip to be Square? <laughs> I mean, that was my favorite song as a kid, and it remains so today. It's a very 80s pop song. It is. <laughs> I like extremely 80s. But that's for another day. Next up is Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <sighs> Last episode, I talked about how I was kind of curious, like, what was the release schedule between yeah. the two, because the both bands occurred around the same time. This came out in November of 84, and Huey Lewis's came out in June of 85. So, like, what, a little over six months? Yeah. Two songs named Power of Love come out from two different bands. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. I don't know... <laughs> This entire list, I don't know what the hell I was thinking yeah. I was going to hear with the song named Power of Love. I mean, it's a ballad. I mean, I knew two of them. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was listening to for two of the songs. It was weird, though, because it was a soft rock ballad, but this is the band that sung Relax. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I, don't do it. Yeah, so I kind of expect, expected something more in that vein because there's no like so that's got like electronica sounding drums stuff like that. It's about vampires and werewolves. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, that one really for me. So for right now, Huey Lewis is still in the lead. I think honestly, if I remember right, the song is pretty much about like helping your loved one through the horrors of seeing you masturbate, vampirism, vampirism, and werewolfism. And Kelly, what kind of world yeah, what is going on on like, Jesus? 
That's what Frankie says relax is about. Oh, it is, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, what yeah. was my, like... But that's what we're kind of talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that song, so that's what yeah. I assumed it would go to. Well, that one's about that. This one's about vampires and shit, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's definitely like what the intro makes it feel like. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend listening to it. Not more than the one time. <laughs> Not even the one time. All right, up next is Luther Vandross. Uh, this is 80s ballad top 40 R&B music. I mean, yeah, this is this is Luther Vandross. Like. There was a part in the song where he had a bleep bloop. Yep. You know what I mean when I say bleep bloops. Yeah. Uh, it was very reminiscent of another like 80s new wave band like early, and I could not for the life of me figure out what it was. I still haven't. But I'm telling you, if you go back and listen to those bleep bloops, you'll be like, wait a minute. The look on Kelly's face says she doesn't understand bleep bloop, but... <laughs> You've had to listen to 1,500 episodes. <laughs> you know what I mean by bleep bloops? Yeah. I uh, had a choir in it. It did. Yeah. I couldn't tell, though. I, I mean, I'm sure it probably was a real choir. Yeah, no, I think it... But it could have easily been like an electronic choir, too. I mean, it sounded real, but... I mean, it's better than Frankie Goes Hollywood. Yeah. Jennifer Rush... This would be the other one that I've heard before. Yep. I kind of remembered it, too. I did not uh, think that the name of this song was The Power of Love, though. I didn't either. I do sort of remember it. But doesn't she say Power of Love in the She says song, it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> way more than she says what I thought the title was. It's a big pop song, like a, like Whitney Houston-style pop mm-hmm. song. Well, you should check it out. I looked this one up. It came out in December of 1984. So between November of 84 and June of 85, there were three different songs called Power of Love from three different bands. And the Jennifer Rush and Huey Lewis were hits. So at one point, they're both on the charts. Together. The other one did not make it. That one didn't chart. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. It's just weird to me that... How does that happen? Like, well, uh, Huey Lewis just, or who was the first one? Oh, Frankie. Frankie. Frank goes to Hollywood just released Power Love. Maybe I should change my title. No, fuck it. I'm going to stick with it. Jennifer Rush did Jennifer Rush. Title. She changed it to The Power of Love. Oh, is it? She had it <laughs> She had it at the beginning. Ah, it's just so weird. You probably know the song if you've heard Jennifer Rush in any regard. I wish I could remember what it sounded like now, because I could hum a few bars yeah, on that one. But, but it's, yeah, you will definitely not think that the name of it is Power of Love. Actually, I think it was covered by uh, Celine Dion. Oh, it, there was one was. other person, too, when I was when, when I, I saw the thing yeah. about the night. Just because of the production style in the video, I was like, I wonder how close this one released. This was a tough one. Because all this music is just not for me at all. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I was like, well, maybe there'll be a couple. Maybe that Frankie Goes to Hollywood song will be half decent. It was it, the worst. It was, not, it was not good. <laughs> and then the other two were pop ballads, and I'm not into that. And then the other one was Huey Lewis. But because Jennifer Rush, I think, excels in her genre. She does. She's, yeah. Like that. I've heard that fucking song. I've heard Whitney Houston shit and whoever's like that. She's just as good as Mariah Carey. On that song, at least. Mm-hmm. So she's getting <laughs> she's getting the win for me. Well, good. I just At love that you went from Mariah Carey. That Whitney Houston stuff, she's just as good as Mariah Carey. <laughs> I was like, they're the same. To me, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey are like the same genre of music. That's fair. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, Shut the fuck up. Darren <laughs> Kelly. Nicole laughs this is, first. This is, why we don't, this is why we don't allow you to come on here. <laughs> Remember that one time where you gave us completely shit match play? Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we had to listen to some real garbage that day. You're welcome. Good Charlotte with makes you want to slit your wrist 14 <laughs> seconds into the video. God damn it. And then every 14 seconds thereafter. Anyways, who'd you pick, Brad? I honestly picked Jennifer Rush as well. All right. Solid sound and... Clean sweep for Jennifer Rush. That fucking clean-ass guitar on Huey Lewis bothered the shit out of me. There was a reason we brought Fancy and Kelly on today. 
I mean, other than they're here to record other episodes. <laughs> they're later. doing other things. The manufacturer is my home. <laughs> yeah, that right. has nothing to do with it. So for several years now, Fancy, Fancy. can't keep <laughs> the Cure or the Clash straight. I've never, ever known. So today we're going to play Cure versus the Clash. I have five different songs. So each one's worth 20 points. We'll see who gets the highest score. Woo. Matt, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to go with The Cure. Are you rude? They don't know. God damn it, Kelly. Maybe I have the Matt, first. Matt, let's hear that again. Okay. You Listen real close, Kelly. Oh, God. Kelly, the better I have hearing problems. So they're really saying who they are. Well, Kelly, no points for you. Kelly, nothing on that one. All right, number two, Matt. Two. Clash again. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Clash. Just because that's what you're gonna go. Yeah, I fucked that up. Uh, no, that was the Cure. Well, they sounded similar. The best is that one imported as a a Clash song. (laughs) All right, number three. That is. It's mistitled. Hundred percent mistitled. Kelly, you were correct. It is the cure. <laughs> it sounded slightly more you're, British. You're now tied. <laughs> you're both tied now. All right, number four. Number four. City Rockers. Really? Oh, I can't hear it either. Oh, you didn't hear it? I thought there was okay. a swear in there. I thought like... this was kind of like the We Are the Clash one. <laughs> no. Alright, no. last one, number five. Correct. That is the class. Also, they're both British bands. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. That's why you going with that sounding more British. I was like, that's... Uh, fancy won that one. 40 points to Kelly's 20. <laughs> We're real good at okay. uh, Honestly, I thought the Clash City Rockers and the We Are the Clash were like getting. No, I was gonna say I thought. And you were wrong. We still can't win. <laughs> Doesn't help. We're not familiar with the songs at all. Uh, I, I don't I've never heard those. I'm not gonna lie. I could only identify the Clash songs because I. That's what the Cure song songs. sounds like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong answer. What about Rock the Casbah? That is the Clash. That is the Clash. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm definite. Yeah. <laughs> 
The one that has a day of the week in it. Friday, Friday I'm in love. love. That's the one. That that's is the, the cure. <laughs> and that's who we're here to talk about today in their album, Wild Mood Swings. Tenth album. 17 years after their album debut. And nine months since we started this. Holy cow. I know. <laughs> It was released in May, on May 7th of 1996. It hit number 9 in the UK and number 12 in the US, but was their lowest sell- selling album since the top. Which, for some reason, that doesn't make sense to the numbers. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I almost didn't put those Billboard numbers in because it just didn't seem right. Yeah, it doesn't sound right here. It doesn't seem like they got that high, except for on, uh, actually, Disintegration. Oh, so I yeah. think I topped out for them. As usual, there were personnel changes. Uh, Jason Cooper replaced Boris Williams on percussion. And Roger O'Donnell was added to keyboards. Pearl Thompson exited the band after Wish. Remember, he's the one that comes back oh, like yeah, 17 yeah. years yep. later, like last year or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> Reviews for Wild Mood Swings were mixed. It received a 7 out of 10 from NME, a 6 out of 10 from Spin, and 2 out of 5 stars from Rolling Stone magazine. Entertainment Weekly was still interested in them at this point. Oh, wow. They gave the band a B, which is the same grade they gave to Wish. Yeah. Anthony Curtis at Rolling Stone magazine said, There's nothing wild about Wild Mood Swings. And Stephen, Stephen Irwin at All Music said that Smith sounds more content than he ever has, but he sings with more passion than he has for a number of years. Smith, when speaking about the album, said, We came back to do Wild Mood Swings. I got that fun back, and it shows in the album, but it was a shame because it got slagged when it came out. Fans hated it as well. This album I actually owned at one point. Huh. But I did not remember a single song. <laughs> I only remember the cover. That is all I remember huh. about it. Like, nothing about it at all. It does have a pretty fun cover. <clears throat> I remember more about the Conehead soundtrack than I remember about this album. I think that says a lot about you, Jim. So it made me think a little bit, and I wonder if maybe this album wasn't like uh, Acting Baby was for me with U2 mm-hmm. and Monster with R.E.M. Because okay. I quit listening to those two bands after Around those two that. albums. No, just after those, I'm like, well, fuck you, I'm done with it. This is the kind of music you're going to put out. I'm kind of wondering if that's not what happened with this album. Well, let's talk about today. Let's talk about it. I mean, I couldn't remember none of it, so my opinions may have changed. There you go. First song up is Want. It's one of those Wall of Sound songs. Yeah. Big time. Uh, I bet these song, kind of songs sound amazing at shows. I would bet. Yeah. I mean, just bounces off the walls. You probably can't hear it for like three days later, just from the amount of just shit going on in the song. I mean, it's what? Like a five, six minute song and... Is it maybe five? Honestly, it I think it's five. Bad. I don't think it's. I don't think there's anyone on this that was super long, super duper long. This one might be five, and yeah, not like that last. Like two of them are like two minutes of this one is the intro instrumental. Right, uh, another good opener. Yeah, every time they do those openers, he was uh, aggressive as far as the vocals, which doesn't happen very often. No, Just, it, I love these kind of songs that they do. I love the wall of sound ones. They do a good job of designing what your intro to the album is going to be. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on that one? It So, again, I read the vocals as I'm listening. Or right. read, the, read the lyrics as I'm listening. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that this time, even though I said I might. <laughs> I did not. Of course you did. This is an interesting, it's like, song about want, but never getting you wouldn't like, say. more hope. Like He literally like emphasizes that he's getting everything he wants except for more time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He probably is pretty goddamn busy, all the touring and shit. Yeah. So I guess I, that was a really, really good song. I like that one. It's another one where I didn't take a lot of notes because I just got into the song. <laughs> right. Up next was Club America. Is this about a gentleman's club? I have no idea, man. Because I 100% think it is. Oh, right. If you took out the uh, like kind of standard chimey cure guitar, yep. there's like an overlay, but the underneath guitars. This is just a straightforward rock song. Yep. If you didn't have that in there, you wouldn't even know this was the cure, I don't think. 
I hated Smith's vocals on this one. I did not like it at all. The way he was like dropped it deep and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Honestly, he did a thing that I hate in U2 songs I hate. Because Bono does that sometimes too. Yeah, where, just, where he's like, I don't know, talking at you more than singing. Yep. Yeah. Hey. That, that, I, I don't want to call it sing-songy, but it is the very like spoken word vocal. Yeah. That feels real weird for him. This song just... Hey, that's all I got. I, I hated it. I still hate it. I can hear it in my head, too. It wasn't like I don't know what the song sounds like. It wasn't a middle-of-the-road song. I'm like, eh, was a, this one's just awful. Yeah. I still have no idea what a Blue Susan is, but well, apparently everybody's getting one. Right. This may be the worst song that they have heard from them, period. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I'm 99% sure this is their worst song. Yeah, ever. no, now that I think And back. maybe remain so. But you know what? This is a lie. Is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I turned that shit around real quick. I mean, like, 15 seconds in. I mean, this is one of those ones where you're like, God, this man can play and write with any instrument on earth. Tambourine? Yeah. Is that it, what that is? Like, there's some type of tambourine I have no idea, instrument man. in the intro. It's it's a full orchestra. Like, this song oh, yeah. is an orchestra with him singing over it. Gotta be the best song on here. And I think it might actually be top five all yeah. time for The Cure. That that's a really good one. I mean, I've got nothing else to really say about it except for that's amazing. The thirteenth. This is one of their island songs. It's, Give me no money, no way. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of that jazzy island. Yeah, man. And they got islandy drums yeah, yeah. going. Yeah, it's that jazzy island sound. And it's not the first time they've done one. Is the remember on head on the door? Yep. The polar bear song wasn't it like that too? <laughs> yeah. I thought so. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, but I don't really tend to like these when they do them. But I'm sure there are some Cure fans that like that. I think this official, I think this literally had an actual backup singer rather than oh, no, I don't believe Smith that. Vocals. You think so? There was enough difference in the vocals that I'm pretty sure. But Smith is really good about yeah adjusting his adjusting voice. his voice to sound different. Also, I'm pretty sure that this song is either about love or drugs or both. Probably both. <laughs> he loves both. That's for sure. But that's what we've learned, at least. Up next, Strange Attraction. Uh, that's 60 Thriller music. It it caused sort of an abrupt transition from the uh, the islandy music. It does, yeah. I like the way the islandy music... I mean, like I said, it wasn't terrible. It was worth listening to once. But yeah, the way it ended abruptly, I didn't like. With this song, it could have been a Luther Vandross song. <laughs> there, if, if you strip Robert Smith out of it, his vocals, there's nothing cure about this song no. at all. Not a bit. Nope. I didn't hate it as much as Club America, but I did not care for that at all either. The turns out the thriller intro was the best part of the song, which I initially hated when I listened because of the transition. It's like the only part of this song, like, yeah, that makes me feel that this song is is cure. The cure yeah, oh man, like that and the vocals. That was just bad. It was one of the singles too. Yeah, it might have been the first single. I can't remember the order on them, but I know it was. No, I think the thirteenth was the first single. Was it the thirteenth? Was a single? Mint car. This is actually how you do a good pop song cure. Because it still sounds like yeah. you, and it sounds like the pop songs people like from you. It sounds like Friday, I'm in love. Or it, it very much I mean, it just does. It fits that. You know, really, overall, these songs on this album are super upbeat. I guess This Is A Lie is kind of sort of sad, but not like, you know, like usual cure depression yeah, songs. Yeah, no. It's, I guess I see where the name Wild Mood Swings comes from, just based on kind of the layout of it, but we can get into that later. The number of genres, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter Crash is an acoustic-y slow song for waves. quite a while. Is there waves? Some type of water yeah, there was. sound? Yeah, I thought that too. I think waves they were or just waves. or waterfall or something. Mm-hmm. I think there were waves. You know, they used some strings in here. 
this one, kind of like, this is a lie. I mean, it's a slow song. I guess it could be construed as sad because it's a slow song, but it's not it's like... It's not... It's like, not gothy at all. No, it's... It's the... I guess I shouldn't say standard slow... Yep, no, that's what I put. Standard, slow happy song? Like No, I put standard rock band acoustic song. Oh, yeah. No, I see that. Where it's sort of... But there's a little bit of cure touch to it. It's not like Strange Attraction where it's like... This is completely out yeah. of bounds, but it's pretty close too, though. It wasn't the worst. Round and round and round. I didn't like the way this one started either, because I felt it was erupts after coming off of Jupiter Crash. I think I've heard this song before, though. Really? Where do you think you heard it? But I don't know fucking, where. Yeah, that's a weird song to... I mean, it also could have been, like, because I do multiple listens before taking my final notes, mm-hmm. so it could just be that... It finally got in your head. It finally got it. into my head, and I'm like, oh no, I remember hearing this a while ago. And well, then, then like, you must have liked it somewhat. I did. If it got stuck in your head just on multiple listens, that means it's half decent. Uh, I like the bridge with the violins that were in the song. Yes. Uh, it was the verse. I just didn't care the verses at all. The courses were pretty decent. Uh, this is another one where I, Smith kind of half-assed the vocals. It's not like Club America where he completely botched them. But it felt yeah, he, just... He didn't put his... Yeah, it didn't feel like he was into it. His heart into it, I guess. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is the first album where I've ever complained about his vocals more than it one is. time. Yeah, that I can think of. Gone. One of their jazzy songs. I'm pretty sure. You know this, I mean? like, like, I actually put in there. Is this a club type? Like, no, man, it's jazz shit. It, it's the jazz club song, right? Yeah. Like, it, got it's, some piano and bass in there. Yeah. And the synth is just kind of wandering around. Louis Armstrong trumpet uh-huh. at the end. Come on, man, that's jazz. That's straight up jazz, yeah. That's one thing I know is jazz. <laughs> All Tim knows. It was okay. It was a decent song. I mean, it's better than a lot of them on here. Numb. Wouldn't be a Cure album without a little bit of sitar. That's somewhere in there. 100% true. This is another one like Jupiter Crash. It's slower, but not necessarily gothy. And I kind of wish they were. Yeah. The soul-crushing goth. I think I prefer that, oh, that kind of song over Numb and Jupiter Crash. My biggest note on this one is there's no chorus. Two verses. Yeah. Like no. There's, a, there's yep. a break in there that, that separates the two verses, but that's all it is. And then just kind of like a one-sentence outro that didn't fit the verses. Like Yeah. Uh, Return. This is another bouncy pop song. It's got those ska horns. Did you notice those? I did. <laughs> Which was kind of <laughs> yeah. weird for. That was not something I was one hundred percent prepared for. I will say that the uh, bouncy synth part oh. reminded me of an anime intro. Like it. Trust me. Oh yeah. What, no, what a non-anime fan thinks yeah. of as anime music. I can now envision this song. So. <laughs> yes. It could have been uh, on the soundtrack of Sisters of the Traveling Pants, other than that part. <laughs> I mean, other than the lyrics. <laughs> or or a pool party scene on Dawson's Creek. Other than the lyrics, yeah. 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 Oh, well, I don't pay attention this, to the lyrics. This song is 100% about a, a dominatrix calling him up and torturing him and him liking it. Now, now, now it's Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And not understanding why he likes it, but he likes it. <laughs> Good for him. I'm glad he's happy. Yep. But it's yeah. a very upbeat I mean, sound to be for fair, what the lyrical message is. It is, again, like the songs are mostly kind of happy feeling, and yep. so far I've been mostly bitching about it. But Sorry, the, dude, you need to be sad all the fucking time. The I don't want to hear it like, from you. The Cure was a goth band. and They should be able to do something more. Yeah. Uh, Trap, this is kind of like Club America, not in the shitty vocal part, but it's just a straight-ahead rock song. It like is. it's There's nothing in here that has that little little bit of cure magic it's another i want to say depressing song in the vocal like the vocals and the, the lyrics and everything but and i would never guessed because he seems real fucking happy on a lot of these songs <laughs> right 
No, this one's about uh, somebody wanting out of a relationship and not being able to leave, like not feeling that they can leave. <laughs> now we know the trap makes sense. Yeah. Treasure, another slow song. Violin? Yeah, just really that little simple <laughs> violin part's the main thing with this song. Yep. <clears throat> There's another one where he didn't really sound sad, just like nostalgic. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess you can be, yeah, you can be nostalgic without being all fucking sad about it. I guess didn't like this one as much as the other songs on here that were similar with the acoustic rock. I will take Treasure over what was the other one? The one that we hated. What? Club America. Oh, you'll take. I'll take anything over that. But... Well, yeah, no, I thought you meant one of the other acoustic songs. And then they, yeah. then they end the album with another acoustic guitar song, Bear. This one has like echoey instrumental parts, though. There are. They, yeah, there's a little bit of electric guitar mixed in, too. I just think with having Treasure there, it's like, ugh, another one. Because this album already feels pretty heavy with acoustic, rocky guitar stuff. Uh, I kind of like that, though, because you can hear the vocals and, music and lyrics better. Right. But that's... I think it would have just ended with Treasure or Moved Bear or something. Move things around so they weren't back-to-back like that's all. Oh, come on. It's... If they moved Bear, they can't reference the fact that it's the end in the lyrics. Oh, yeah, they do that a lot. Don't they? <laughs> they literally Sorry. reference the, fan, the fact that that's the end of the... <laughs> and they should have moved... They should have moved Treasure. They should put Return there so you can hear about get his dominatrix and then get all depressed before the end. All right, so we're to the overalls. Yeah, we are. Both uh, Want and This is a Lie are both exceptional songs. Yes. I already said it once, but I'm pretty sure Lie will end up in my, if not top five, top ten, when we finish all this shit. So that was nice that I got to hear that song. If somebody put this on shuffle and those showed up towards the end of the link listening, you wouldn't have expected them to be on this album. No. <laughs> I mean, some of the acoustic ones were de- decent. Mint Car was a pretty decent like, cure pop song that you expect, yep. but it doesn't blow away ones that you've heard before. 13th, didn't like it. Trap was middle of the road. Club America. Club America is just, oh, God, I can't believe they put that on an album. <laughs> but, having said all that, if you don't already know The Cure and don't have expectations of what you want to hear from The Cure... Or if the only thing you know of The Cure is Friday I'm In Love. I don't think even that. I think if this was, if you're like, yeah. You never heard the Cure, like never heard a Cure song, but you've heard their name before. You go to a record store, you go, oh, I'll check it out. I think maybe like a like casualish person that just likes a lot of different music might actually click with them, but it does not for me. Yeah, I mean, I could see it again. I mean, listening to the Cure up to now, this doesn't sound right to me. But yeah, I no. think if I would have come in at this point, it, it might. It might be okay. That's what I mean. Okay, if yeah. I, I, so I kind of understand why this album had mixed reviews. It's it's. Another one that doesn't have a true title track either. Oh, uh, that's I true. Didn't make that point. Yeah, they quit doing that for a while though. Got any other thoughts, Matt? It does feel like the, the, there's a point counterpoint almost in the songs. The upbeat poppy songs are more about living your life to the fullest, and then the darker, downbeated, almost gothy songs right are about how the world sucks and is going to beat you down. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Man, I really got to start paying attention to the lyrics at some point. I mean, there was a song Me about too. mood swings, right? So that kind of makes sense. There was sense. not, actually. Oh. Didn't you talk well, about Well, no, the album is called Mood Swings. Mood swings. And honestly, that is true. That, yeah, they like, do the, swing the around. They, with, yeah, the they, way they... They do touch on several out. genres. I could see that being why it was called Mood Swings, but I don't know that... It has to be why it was called Mood Swings. It's fucking scattershot. And for me, it feels scattershot. One and a half stars. I'll give this one a two. Even if it has one of the greatest Cure songs ever, it's just, I don't think it's worth listening to. Well, Matt, what's next week's match play? Two. Gasoline, Palsy, and No, no cash. cash. I'm sorry. 
Who is the other one? Halsey. 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 I love Halsey, actually, but <laughs> Tim will not. I can tell you that's no. coming out. I think you should have to review just Are the whole Whitney Houston album. <laughs> or Mariah Carey. You, you pick. Or maybe we'll compare the two. Instead <laughs> 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 of Clash vs. Cure, we'll do Mariah vs. Whitney. Oh, I would do just as bad. <laughs> Especially if you went like deep cuts, anything past like whatever the song from Bodyguard was. <laughs> Only one for Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's the only song I can think of for Mariah Carey. So maybe we should do that one day. Oh, shit. We'll find the Whitney Houston version that exists for some reason and play it instead. You know that. I mean, is Halsey better or worse than that song? Good Charlotte song? Yes. Yes. Oh, we could add Seether. Oh. Oh. I think Seether is. Isn't that like a metalish band? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean,. They had a song that was like on the pop stations when I was in like senior high school. It right. I can't either, yeah, but either. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, it's too like it. It's too late. I have to listen to it because it's our match play. <laughs> I don't have a choice. All right, Matt. Got anything else? I don't think so. Let's go disc. Follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.